Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Well, lately I've been talking a lot about culture when it comes to culture in our church, culture in our team, culture in our teams, and also just culture in our own personal lives. And I think one thing that I think is critical to come back to again and again and again is culture. Um, any organization, definitely any church, has culture. And I've been talking a lot about Psalm 92 lately. Um, we've been studying that psalm as a church. We've just come out of a, a series in our church called Planted and Flourishing. But in Psalm 92, it says this in verse 12. It says, The righteous, so that's God's people, flourish like a palm tree and grow in a, like a cedar in Lebanon, they are planted in the house of the Lord, and they flourish in the courts of our God. And it goes on, and it talks about the fulfillment of that promise and what that looks like for us as believers. And it says this: they still bear fruit in old age, and they are ever full of sap and green. And that speaks to their spiritual potency and their fruit-bearing lives. And it says to declare that the Lord is upright; He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in Him. And you know, I think that psalm it speaks about culture it speaks about culture in the house of God speaks about culture in um, the righteous uh, living and and people who who are part of the kingdom of God what they can expect um, in terms of their surroundings um, and so I just wanted to speak lately to our team about culture and do a bit of a almost like a culture revision um, but I said I use this statement and and it's and it's sort of all-encompassing but culture is everywhere and culture is everything. Every company, every organization, every family, every social group, um, and make no mistake, every church has a culture. Your life has a culture. My life has a culture. The team that you are a part of at work has a culture. Um, restaurants have cultures. Cafes have cultures. Um, and even in the dictionary, I like the uh, I, I like the the, the dictionary um, the way it describes it. It says culture is the attitudes and behavior characteristics, so attitudes and behavior characteristics, and to me that sort of says, you know, what we think and then what we do. So attitudes and behavior characteristics of a particular social group. Culture to me is the defining characteristics of an organization or a church, or I would encourage you, you know, for whatever that relates to to you. Is it your own culture? Is it your business culture, your family's culture, and even the culture of your life and um, you know there's industries that are all you know all about culture think about horticulture aquaculture um, agriculture um, they all have culture they all have an environment speaks to the environmental conditions that exist in that place uh, that that place or space um, that defines that culture and helps that culture to either be successful or unsuccessful so We've been talking about culture. Culture is important. Um, and I use some of these words just, just to define our culture as a church. And um, I just want to sort of repeat them now. But I would say these are some of the words that we use to define our culture. We have a culture at our church, a colonial, of honor. We have a culture of uh, generosity, a culture of encouragement, a culture of authenticity. Uh, we have a culture of grace, of uh, family. Um, a culture of worship, absolutely. Uh, a culture of um, blessing, uh, fruitfulness, um, serving in the house. Um, we have a culture of leadership in our church. And so 
just a kind of a thought today um, for this podcast I had was if what we if there are things we can do or are there things that we can employ that help build the culture, then there must also be things that that could affect the culture or tear down the culture, maybe water down the culture, make the culture less potent and begin to tear down the culture. And so I've got one thought today and that is uh, culture builders versus culture killers and I've got one for us today and that's this, that connecting to the vision of the house will build culture but disconnecting from the vision of the house will kill the culture. Um, whether that's a slow kill or if it's a fast kill really just depends on, I guess, how good the connection is to the culture. If it's a very fragmented connection, if it's a, a serious disconnect, um, I believe that can have a serious impact upon the culture of the church, the culture of the organization that you might run, the team that you're a part of and whatnot. But it really connects, I believe culture is connected to vision and vision fuels culture. So Proverbs 29 Verse 18 um, says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. So um, another way to think about that is um, uh, where there's no vision, people don't know what to do. Um, people people maybe uh, try to take on for themselves um, what they think is the right thing to do. And you can automatically, and I, I believe very quickly, see how that can impact culture. But listen to it in the message translation. It says this, if people can't see what they're doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. When they attend to what he reveals, that speaks about God's revelation. That speaks about prophetic vision. That speaks about um, what is ahead. And therefore, I believe um, what then can affect and impact culture. So ultimately, what am I saying? I'm saying a strong connection to the vision will build the right culture. But a distant, maybe distorted, maybe fragmented connection to the vision is what drags down and is what potentially could tear down culture or maybe even just make the culture shift or change a little. Um, I have a background in the financial industry, and the financial industry is very complex. There's, uh, there's lots of lots to learn, and, and, and I spent years, over a decade of my life, learning and studying and being part of that industry. And one of the theories that I really loved um, and I thought it was just kind of an interesting thing. It really spoke to sort of human nature and the way that we approach things was this idea when it, come to, when it came to buying and selling a stock or putting a stock in a portfolio was this idea of thesis creep. And thesis creep is essentially um, what they say is a change in, um, or, or the financial industry says is a change in what what was the original intention of putting that stock in the portfolio. So maybe in the beginning um, when the the, the decision was made to to go ahead and then put that in there and make the investment decision there was a reason for that there was um, there was a compelling reason so there was the decision that was made maybe it was because that particular stock was a value stock or it had a high dividend yield or uh, maybe it was a growth stock maybe the the industry dynamics that it was in maybe the stock maybe the company had first mover advantage I don't know but what I know is that that was the original intention that was the thesis that was put behind that idea and um, thesis creep speaks to um, later on maybe a season change maybe um, you know several quarters of earnings go go by and then all of a sudden because of maybe a market change or um, uh, political environments change or maybe the industry that that company is in has changed maybe the growth isn't as good anymore or whatnot 
the person who put that in the portfolio might change the reason why they believe it should still be in the portfolio. And that's called thesis creep. That is uh, when you try to put your own spin or you try to um, to just change something, but you, you're not holding on to the original intention um, for that investment. And I think it's the same when it comes to vision and it's the same when it comes to culture. Um, we as a church, we have always had the same vision. And I spend a lot of time in our church speaking about the vision of our church. Um, because the vision of our church really should be the primary fuel or the primary determinant for what our culture is. If you look at our vision, you should be able to see it in our culture as well. And vision fuels culture. And so it's important not to let um, that vision creep or maybe a detachment from that vision or even just one standard deviation, one step removal from the vision of the church or the vision of your organization or what you run can can have a I believe a dramatic impact on what we see in the culture of that organization. So I always take us back to our vision statement. I spend a lot of time talking about our vision statement. And I just believe that that's a good thing to do for you. If you if you maybe have someone who you see who you look at maybe on your team, maybe you're, you maybe you're a boss and you have lots of employees, but if you have someone who doesn't seem to fit the culture, um, or someone who maybe doesn't represent the culture. Some people say that. They say, oh, that person, they don't really seem to fit the culture of our organization. Um, I just wonder if they know or maybe have been brought in and really attached themselves to the vision of the organization um, because this is something that, that, that we've seen time and time again and I believe is so uh, relevant for us is that distance creates distortion or a disconnection or a distant connection from our vision will impact the, your culture in a negative way. I believe distance or disconnection can potentially be something that breeds negativity, breeds something that's unwanted, breeds something that maybe doesn't align with what we see um, in Proverbs 29. It says, what, what does they say if they don't have the vision? They stumble over themselves. They miss the mark. They don't see clearly. Um, other translations say, say they cast off restraint or they run wild. Um, and I think bringing it back to our church, vision has been something that has been something that's always fueled uh, the excitement in our church, the, the, the culture of our church. Um, great verse in um, Habakkuk um, 2 and verse 2 in the New Living Translation, it says, Then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. Just think about that, so that the runner can carry the correct message to others. I know for me as a leader, I can't take the vision of our church everywhere. Um, but I know that if I can get the vision into the hands of the people around me and then the people the people that are around them and then the people that are around them, then all of a sudden that that verse comes to life for me because a runner can carry the correct message to others. And so if there's a disconnect disconnection from the vision, then potentially that means that, um, that the wrong message is going out or that message is not the right message that we want and all of a sudden the culture is impacted. So our culture is, as a church pours out from our overall vision statement. And the vision statement is this, to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church whose focus is Jesus and mission is to welcome people home. And when you think about it, that vision can fuel, can build, and can feed the culture we're believing to see. And I encourage our team to talk about talk, talk about our culture, to walk people through it, even to break it down. What are we saying? We're saying we're building a church. That should be part of our conversation. 
but maybe maybe there's misunderstanding about something. We can always say, well, hey, we're still in the building phase. We're building a church here. Um, I also say, well, let's talk about exciting and vibrant. That part is in there for a reason. We're building an exciting, vibrant church. That means it should be fun every week. It means it should be life attached to church. Um, and we're building a church that's ultimately all about Jesus and all about um, seeing people connect with Jesus and come home, be part of God's house, be part of the family of God. And I just love Love that those things you can see very quickly how when that vision is cast well and consistently and re-energized and fed that culture can then be built properly and be uh, something that that becomes the core of the organization. But let's also remember that whatever we're we're building uh, in terms of culture, we're also having to maintain. So I would just encourage you if maybe the culture doesn't seem that great where you are. Maybe the vision needs to be uh, re-energized. Maybe the maybe the vision needs to, to be what we read about in Habakkuk chapter two, which is maybe you need to go back and write down a new vision statement for your world, your 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 organization, what you're a part of. What you build, you must maintain, and culture is no different. And so, if we have something that doesn't look like the right culture, then I, I'm always uh, encouraged to go back and look at well, what is the vision? Is the vision good enough? Is the vision something that people can attach themselves to? And is that impact? the culture around us but what you build you must maintain um just to finish with this story i i I love doing my lawn at home i'm a lawn guy I i like mowing my lawn i like weed eating i like edging the lawn and um i just enjoy being out there it's just like one of those things that just i like to do and um uh, over the Easter period as I was preparing for messages and doing lots of different things that were just sort of focused on, you know, Resurrection Sunday and the lead up to that. And uh, we've got Woven coming up in our church. And so there's, it's just a busy time and obviously a new building project. Um, you know, I didn't really have time to get outside and do my lawn, but I did the other day after Easter and it was just a great feeling. It was just great to be out there. I felt uh, like I was giving, giving myself delayed gratification and, um, it was just great, but I just remember thinking about what what we've built at my house when it comes to just my outside culture, my lawn culture, my 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 uh, my own agriculture, my own outside space. But now I'm in a position where it's really just a maintenance issue. It's really just something that that what I've built I now just need to maintain, and as I maintain it, um, it's great. There's maintenance when there's maintenance happening. It's actually fantastic. It's great to look at. It's great to see. It's great to to, to even just notice in the different seasons the new things that pop up. And you know, can I just encourage you? It's the same with your life. It's the same with with your team. It's the same with your church. There there is um, a sense of the building phase, but there's also the sense of the enjoyment that comes out of maintaining the culture and maintaining the environment and and looking at the conditions of the environment and and going back to culture and say, remember, this is who we are. This is what we're about. This is what we're connected to. And as we're connected to a great vision. I believe that a culture has a chance of being a good culture and has something that, that I believe people um, can attach themselves to. So, um, yeah, when it comes to culture, never forget that if, if, I, can, if I can have great vision for my life, um, I believe then you have a great foundation, especially if you're building your foundation on Jesus. You can have the type of culture that is something that, that people get excited about, that people want to attach themselves to, and also even on a personal level. I think we all need to take personal responsibility for the culture of our lives, and I guess I want to finish with that. What does your own culture look like? What does my culture look like? 
I mean, it's something that I think about a lot. If I want to have the type of culture at home with my own family where we have, have the type of characteristics that define us, I mean, I just think about some of those things. Are we a family that, that elevates the Word of God? Are we, are we, uh, are we a family and, and do I have a marriage that prioritizes prayer and, and quiet times and, and spending time with God? And, and I think those things speak to the culture of my life. If my life has those things that feature in it, then the culture is a good culture. And, um, and again, the vision of my life speaks to that. I need to look, look forward, look to what God has for me, see myself in, in the middle of God's will for my life. And out from that, then I have the opportunity to, um, to take personal responsibility for my own culture. And out from that, I believe um, all good things can come. So I just want to finish by reading Psalm 92 again, because I think it just it really sums up what, what this is all about. It says, they, they're planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age, and they are ever full of sap and green. And I, I believe that for your life. You're listening to me right now. I really believe that Psalm 92 is a psalm that, that you can read and um, you can maybe print out or write out in your journal, post it up somewhere in your house, put it on your fridge, but that can speak directly to you. You can take that promise for yourself. You can look at it and say, that's 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 me. I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in that psalm. God, I'm going to put myself right there. I'm going to I'm gonna plant myself in the house of the Lord. I'm believing you're going to flourish my life. Um, and as a result of that, I'm going to bear fruit. I'm going to be potent spiritually. I'm going to have a word for in season for people around me people are going to benefit from around me in my culture and in my world and good things are coming for me so pray that blesses you and thanks for listening in we hope you got something out of that message we would really love to connect with you why not join us at church on sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life we would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of colonial forward in jesus name god bless you